The clear sky, it'll be dipping down to lows cold. And then with this air mass, it's quite chilly mornings, followed by a little warmer each day going into the Easter weekend. Early morning tomorrow, as cold as mid-30s. Patches of frost a possibility. The milder spots, lower 40s. And then we'll be under sunshine throughout the day tomorrow. Expect the highs again to around lower 60s, but it won't be as breezy a day. Sunny sky Saturday, sunshine Sunday, 60s to low 70s. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. It's a beautiful day, and it's the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. I'm not Tom Fitzmorris, as you already know. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. We don't know if Tom will be here or not. Tom had... (laughs) I think Tom could be on the moon, actually. Tom had four, maybe five espressos at lunch. These are the kinds of things I'm supposed to be watching, but first of all, I don't know anything about espresso. And fortunately, our companion at lunch said, you know, that's an awful lot of espresso for one person to be drinking. And Tom drinks coffee all day long, so I don't really, I don't drink coffee. So I just don't have any idea what the caffeine situation is. So Henry, was that a lot of espresso? Will Tom be on the moon? That's an extreme amount of espresso. Yeah, I would say so. Well, I think he finally got tired. I think he stopped after the uh, the fourth and a half. Oh uh, my goodness! <laughs> no, no. Let's see. I think I think the fourth cup was not finished, and at, and at, at a certain point, he said, "You know, I think I'm going to walk around a little bit." And then nice. I would say, "I would not surprised. I'm not surprised." <laughs> And so then we decided to leave. So uh, Tom is napping right now, which is shocking because I would imagine with all of that caffeine in you, it would be probably hard to nap. But so anyway, we don't know uh, what the uh, the future holds for Tom, the immediate future this afternoon. So what is the maximum amount of espresso that a person should consume in one sitting? I I... That is a good question, but I I don't think I could do more than two. Even one espresso gets me going, and I drink coffee pretty much all day when I'm at work. Yeah, that's what he does, too. So I'm figuring that's not really all that unusual, but then the guy that we were with said, um, well, you know, you got to multiply that by two at least. Oh, yeah. So... So I would imagine, I mean, he goes like from one cup of coffee to another. So I guess condensed into one small space, that probably was um, a lot. But he just kept ordering and every time I looked at he had one, but I didn't realize that he had had four until uh, it was pointed out to me. They're very small. They're easy to go through if you're not paying attention. They are teeny tiny and i just i just think in terms of volume and size so okay how could something that tiny be that powerful because i've literally never had one but and i drink a lot of tea i mean we went through probably a pitcher of tea at the table which is caffeine also but i don't really notice the difference so i don't know but anyway 
um, we don't we don't know that we'll hear from Tom today. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk with you. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. Just me. I'm the only one talking. Uh, I want to welcome to the show a new sponsor today, Chifunctas, which is a place that I absolutely am nuts about. And that's where we were for lunch today. And it uh, made a great impression on our guest. And um, it well, it's just, like I said, in a class by itself. And I will talk about it a little bit later. But it was another great meal at Chifunctas. I have to say, I didn't really like what I got, which was probably i chose it by default because it was maybe the only thing on the menu that i haven't had and they do you know he does change the menu regularly so this was a new thing that showed up and i was a little curious about it because it was a fried pork chop tartine which i had trouble imagining because when i think of a tartine i think of like a little quiche and I thought, why would how would a fried pork chop work there? Well, it was served on a thick piece of uh, white bread, and then it was sitting in a like a remoulade sort of sauce, and then like a mustardy sauce, and then it was the fried pork chop, boneless, and cheese melted on top it was a beautiful dish and it was a good dish but a very rich one a lot a lot of cheese so um i would say i would not get that again it was good but it, it didn't blow me away the fish special of the day was gorgeous and our companion got that it was um chips parsnip chips and asparagus and various other unique sort of vegetables with a big pile of, not a big pile, but a, a slab of redfish sitting on it. And then Tom got gnocchi with shrimp and oysters. And we had, those were not together. And then we had uh, the barbecue shrimp with the house-made chive biscuit, which is killer. Anyway, it was a lot of food, it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of tea, a lot of espresso, and uh, and we are full and going out to dinner tonight as well. So busy Easter weekend. For people who have no Easter kitty plans like I wish I had, uh, it's still going to be a really busy Easter weekend for us. So uh, like this is the busiest Tom's been in a while. Last night we had dinner at... Pepe's in downtown Covington. This was a Greek dinner. It was a specialty dinner. Pepe's is a Mexican place in downtown Covington, which is owned by Osman Rodas of Pardo's, uh, Pepe's, and Forks and Corks. He is an excellent restaurateur and uh, defied all of my dire warnings about taking a decrepit building on Highway 22 and making it into the most glamorously gorgeous restaurant in the whole metro area, I think, with a possible exception of the one we were in today. Those two are right neck and neck there. 
And uh, Forks and Corks is a cool little place tucked away in Tarabella on the North Shore. And then Pepe's has been sort of the outlier. And it is currently under renovation and a venue space that he's using. So he and a friend of his uh, from Cyprus, who is a, a vineyard owner in Cyprus, uh, got together and did a Greek menu for this Greek dinner. And it was really, um, it, was, it was dark, it had candles. It was one table of about maybe 25 people. It was just like all the tables together, it was, it was high tops. And uh, they were all pushed together with a white tablecloth and gorgeous varying sizes of candles. And it was a lovely, sultry environment. And on the stage, because this is a peculiar sort of place, and it's gone through a number of iterations of restaurants, but primarily it was sort of a... Um, like a music venue. And so there's still a stage there. And uh, there was a belly dancer. And so the music was part of the vibe and the belly dancer was doing her thing. And it was just really cool. It was a really cool dinner. The food was spectacularly good. And this from a non-gourmet. It was, uh, Osmond was in the kitchen and I told him he should stay there a little more often because he's a great restaurateur, but the food that he turned out with Robert Vasquez, his corporate chef, was extraordinarily good. I mean, it was, it was really good. So we started out with a roasted red pepper hummus and some tzatziki, and there was a board placed between every two or four people on the table and the board had a little mason jar of fresh herbs and garlic and olive oil, which I have to, at the break, I'm going to look up his friend's name because it's in a card in my pocket uh, of my jacket from last night. And he's also an importer of olive oil and balsamic vinegar. And I'm going to mention the name because it's one like seven years in a row, international olive oil competitions. It's Kalamata Olives. And he um, he had this in the mason jar. And then next to that was some uh, homemade pita and some halloumi, which was not what I usually think of as halloumi. I find that halloumi is used as sort of a meat and it's like this big slab of cheese and i think after a while oh, i'm tired of this but i was not tired of this last night it was really really good it was a smaller piece but it was somehow or another very appealing when halloumi stops being appealing halfway through my eating it usually this was not the case in fact i ate a lot of it there was a pile of marinated olives and some vegetables, which were exquisite. And then next to that were these two little brown mounds. And I didn't know what they were, and I was going to ask what they were until Osmond passed by, and he said, you better grab that before it goes. It's um, lamb crackling. It was so great. I just laughed at the prospect of me 
really grooving over lamb cracklings, but they were really, really good. It was a delicious, delicious dinner, and there's more to talk about with the dinner. And we'll take a break now. I'm going to go get that card, and we'll be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 985-845-9940. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. 5569696. If you want to talk about food, I'm going to talk about food until you call to talk about your own food and your own experiences and your plans for the weekend, maybe, or whatever it is that you want to talk about. Our buddy Nicole Dorignac will be here with us. Uh, it is Thursday, and that means Nicole will be with us at 3 o'clock. And we're going to talk about those panoramic eggs. All right, his name is Aris, oh my goodness, Curiocides. Oh, that was pretty good. Curiocides. He's a wine importer, and his company is Ambelli. And I tell you something, I don't drink, as you know, I drank every wine that was put in front of me last night. It was really great wine. They tended to be very dry, which is my thing. And uh, I love them. There was a rosé, there was a, wasn't as crazy about the red as all the others. I don't usually like white wine. I was nuts about two of the white wines that we had. Uh, then we had a rosé, which was also fantastic. Then we had the dark one, which I didn't drink as much of, but it was still good. But they were spectacularly good wines. Anyway, he imports wine, olive oil, and balsamic vinegar. And I'm definitely going to have him on, on the show because he is a fascinating guy. And he talked a little bit during the dinner, which was also really interesting. So then that was, the first course was followed by... Uh, moussaka, which was not made with lamb because we were going to have lamb later in the dinner. And uh, it was fabulous. It was a, 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 a normal size portion. It wasn't a really big portion. And it was just perfect in every way. It had the it had ground meat. It had the top with the potatoes had sort of... Um, a different sort of texture to it. There was a lot of bechamel in it. And it was, it was just, it was, it was perfect. I really, really, there was eggplant in it too. And one of the guys that uh, we were sitting around said he never ate eggplant. So he kept giving the eggplant to his wife, which is the only thing that reminded me that there was eggplant in it. But it was, it was really good. And that was followed by a red fish, which tasted a little bit like kubion. 
but um it it wasn't it was also divine and got better with each bite and then the final main savory course was a, an enormous portion of lamb chops which I don't usually eat either but they were spectacular and they were kind of almost rare so here you hear my horizons widening right here on the air and then there was a donut at the end and I am going to pronounce all of these things um, as soon as I go back into the kitchen instead <laughs> the menu was lying right by the card and I left it there so then I have to go back at some point and I will re revisit the subject with the proper names to all of these things. But it was a really terrific dinner. I am told by Osmond that there will be others like it, but not, not Greek, maybe more Greek at some point. But the next one I think is going to be Indian, Henry, Indian. And uh, it's just, it was just great. It was a great, it was a great evening. So we uh, started out our round of festivities for the weekend, um, actually yesterday. Today, in 1928, the now uh, defunct Bozos, very sadly gone Bozos, opened. The founder was Chris Bozo Vodanovic. He was one of many Croatians who created great restaurants in New Orleans in the 1900s. He relied on his connections with the fishermen in Plaquemines Parish to supply him with first-class oysters and other seafood. Bozo's became legendary, always packed with people waiting for the simple but meticulously fried and boiled seafood. Bozo's son, also named Chris, continued that attention to detail until he sold it to Ed McIntyre in 2013. It was renamed Mr. Ed's Oyster Bar and Fish Grill and expanded the menu, but the standards set by Bozo's are still in place. The reason for that is that Mr. Ed's... I have two great stories about Ed McIntyre. He probably hates them both, but... They are great stories, and unfortunately for him, I tell them whenever the opportunity presents itself. So um, the first one is about the fresh cut fries, which was, I still laugh every time I think of that story. But the other one is about how he wound up purchasing bozos. His father was a bookie. And he used to tag along with his dad when he would go visit Chris at Bozo's. And he became enamored of the business and Chris's meticulous attention to detail and had sort of always had his eye on that place. And even as he started his empire, and it is in fact an empire, the Mr. Ed's franchise, um, as soon as the Bozo's property became available, uh, he, he purchased it and then changed it to Mr. Ed's. But um, it was always with a nod to Bozo's because he was maybe, next to Tom, one of its biggest fans. Five five six nine six nine six, And for those people who 
are not aware of this. It's just a little detail. We were talking about KGs the other day. And for a time after Bozo, I'm not sure if he had passed away. I think he did pass away. He passed away, he and his wife were like 90-something. And I remember Miss Bernie always being in the window um, doing the cash register and such. And it was a really interesting place in a way that was so typically New Orleans. And it was also just really, really good. But um, they had a niece, they had two nieces. And one was Kathy, and I forget her sister's name. But after Bozo passed away, his wife didn't last a whole lot longer. But somewhere in between those, his death or his illness, when he left the building, the two nieces came in and ran Bozos as Bozos and kept it going exactly as is. And then when they sold it and the two nieces left, I really thought neither of them would ever be seen nor heard of in the restaurant business again because they really, they really were kind of um, spent. Let's just put it that way. And one sister did not. And Kathy, the other one, actually moved to the North Shore or she maybe was living on the North Shore already, but she opened this little place on Highway 22, or is it 190? I think it's 190 right there. And um, operated KGs for the longest time. I mean, she she did that maybe 15 years and then just recently sold it. And it's something else now. We'll have to kind of monitor and see if it remains KGs. But she had an excellent standard herself and did a really great job with that. What I was most impressed by was how hard she worked to promote it. I remember the early days of that restaurant, she would go to every civic meeting of every group to introduce herself and to tell them about the restaurant and built, talk about building a business you know, as a grinder. That is absolutely what she did. Anyway, the food was great too. And the Bozo legacy lives on in Mr. Ed's and also, I think, maybe through uh, KG's unless they change things dramatically there. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm not Tom, as I mentioned about two weeks ago. I'm not Tom, but I can talk to you about food. So if you would like to call, I would love to do that. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. We have Nicole Dorgnack coming up at 3 o'clock. And we do not have a show tomorrow, FYI. And I'm supposed to tell, uh, tell them what show I want to air. We never do, so they just pick one. But anyway, there'll be a rerun of a show. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. The deft dining rule today is number 235. I don't know how or why Tom assigns a certain number to his deaf dining rules, but they're always different. And I don't question it. I just read it. Deaf dining rule number 235. A restaurant that serves just enough bread is more interested in its food cost percentages than your pleasure. Most chain restaurants don't serve bread at all anymore. I don't know if I agree with that. I think if you ask for more bread, you will always get it. One of the things that I am absolutely gaga about our new client, Chifunctas, our new sponsor, 
is how how enthusiastic, how rigorous the bread program is there. For somebody who doesn't want to eat bread, if it's a good bread, I'm definitely going to eat it. This is the guy who has the 100-year-old bakery background and a separate section in the kitchen for baked goods, of which there are many that come out. Uh, one of them is the house bread, which is a loaf of crusty white bread with a dense crumb. The butter is really good, and you could just sort of make a meal out of that. Today we had the the biscuit, which was also great. And it's it's just great when you run into bread like that. There are, they bake everything there in-house. Now, nobody else that I know of is doing that. But there's a lot of bread to be had out there, and a lot of it is good bread. I mean, fortunately for me, not much of it is good enough to actually eat a lot of it, except like today. I mean, I did, I did, I went with the intention of not eating carbs and wound up eating a lot of carbs. Anyway, what are you going to do? It was good. So I don't know if I agree with Tom's, the kitchen sage on that one, that if you make, uh, I mean, the deaf dining rule, that if a bread that it serves just enough bread is more interested in its food cost percentages than your pleasure. I have to think about that. But I would say I don't, I don't ipso facto agree. I do love that phrase, ipso facto. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have Nicole Dorgnack coming up at three. Not only are we going to talk about what's missing from the shelves, but panoramic eggs, which are a fun little Easter thing and kind of a tradition with Tom. It is two thirty, bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A Louisiana Public Health Institute survey finds 50% of the state is willing to get a COVID-19 vaccine, while 35% is hesitant and 15% is unwilling. Managing Director Beth Nauman says there is a wide range of opinions contained within that 35% who say they are hesitant. Some people are interested in getting it, but just want to wait and see if other people are okay, while others are more, maybe more resistant. So I think we should be optimistic about this group and focus on meeting their desire for more information. Louisianans have until October 1st to get their real ID state identification or driver's license cards or they will not be able to fly without a passport or military ID. Louisiana Office of Motor Vehicle spokesperson Matthew Boudreaux says you'll need to bring some paperwork with you. You'll need your driver's license, a birth certificate or a certified copy of one, your social security card and two documents proving your residence. LRN. We are Mueller. For nearly 100 years, we've been known for our quality steel buildings and residential metal roofing. We're Mueller Strong. Our metal buildings and roofs help protect against Mother Nature. Commercial grade materials made by a company who treats you like a neighbor. Mueller buildings and roofs are made to last. We're open, so let's rebuild together. Reach us at 877-268-3553 or online at MuellerInc.com. We are Mueller Strong. We are Mueller. For nearly 100 years, we've been known for our quality steel buildings and residential metal roofing. We're Mueller Strong. Our metal buildings and roofs help protect against Mother Nature. Commercial-grade materials made by a company who treats you like a neighbor. Mueller buildings and roofs are made to last. 
We're open, so let's rebuild together. Reach us at 877-268-3553 or online at MuellerInc.com. We are Mueller Strong. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. It is true. It is very, very true. Today is uh, sourdough bread day. That's probably why we're discussing bread in the almanac. Sourdough is to San Francisco what New Orleans-style French bread is to our town. It's served everywhere. A local flavor is desired. It's an interesting product. That's to put it mildly. The making of sourdough begins with a mixture of flour and water set out in the open to capture free-floating yeasts from the air. San Francisco is supposed to have the best airborne yeast in the world, but that has never been proven. How, who, would, who would test that is what I want to know. The years began leavening this starter dough. The yeast began, begin leavening this starter dough and multiplying. More flour and water is added, as well as milk and sometimes sugar or potato starch. When enough active starter is made, some or all of it goes into a batch of bread flour, where over a period of hours it leavens the dough. Most of that gets baked into bread, but some of it is kept unbaked to continue feeding the yeasts that's used to make the next day's batch of sourdough bread, and the process is repeated. Longtime San Francisco bakers claim that their sourdough starter has been developing this way continuously for decades. There, there's some person that's claiming that they have a sourdough starter that goes back to the gold rush. All the above is the original artisan's method of making sourdough. In actual practice, most bakers of sourdough are also use a commercial baker's yeast to help the process along. They say it improves the taste but the purists call this a shortcut. It's great bread no matter how you slice it. There's a joke about sourdough where if you have a sourdough starter, if you go on vacation, you have to have someone feed the dog and the sourdough starter, which is kind of a disgusting thing to think about. I mean, someone like me who's sort of squeamish, the idea of eating a bread that had particles in it from, and, and sourdough started the poolish, as they say. It's kind of gross anyway. But sourdough is my favorite kind of bread. So um, that, you know, makes sense of that. But anyway, it is delicious stuff. And uh, there's a good sourdough that um, 
let's see what's her name. Um, Susan Spicer has a company called Wildflower, and it is made, the actual bread is baked at Leidenheimer. And she's got a couple of different breads that are made, but one of them is a sourdough, and it's actually quite good. But sourdough in San Francisco, you know, it just can't be beat. You know, there's all these, not all these, but a couple of places in San Francisco where you get really great sourdough. The, the one that most people go to is Acme bread, but uh, I, I love the one at Tartine, which has also moved to Los Angeles, not one, but two locations I still have yet to visit. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. We are talking about food. Oh, so I didn't get up and go get the uh, the menu, which I will have to do in the next break. Henry, remind me of that when we start the next break. Rusty Staub was born in New Orleans today in nineteen forty four. He had a long and distinguished career in baseball with Jesuit High School the Astros, and the Expos, and he moved to New York and was adopted by Mets fans. He was popular enough that he opened Rusty's, a restaurant that served Cajun food in New York for 21 years. It remains, uh, he remains, or well, he's, he's passed away, I think. I think he has, not long ago, actually. But he uh, was also an ardent philanthropist and his restaurant was located, it was like a sports bar, and it was located on Central Park South, which I always thought was a funny place for it. But um, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was good. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I mean, it was, it was good New Orleans food, but it wasn't like what you would expect to see in the neighborhood in which it was located. So I was also looking up to make sure that he had passed away. He did pass away in 2018, three years ago. My goodness, that doesn't seem like it's been that long ago. Just really, like two days ago, it would have been three years ago in West Palm Beach. Five five six nine six nine six. Rusty Staub, our own Rusty Staub. I guess he retired to, to Palm Beach. So I was talking about this dinner that we went to last night. We were, the um, the final course in the meal was a donut, and there are donuts absolutely everywhere. As a matter of fact, when I go into the kitchen to look up the menu, I'm going to pull from the shelf, and I know exactly where it is, the donut book written by Michael Crondall, who is sort of almost a friend of the show. I really like the guy. And he has written, he's the guy who wrote the book that I obsessed about for a long time, but still have never really completely read it because it's it's so dense. It's one of those books that you have to read three and four times before you let it sink in. And if it's not, if it's not causing you to focus enough that you have to do that so many times, it's probably not a book for you. But it is a cool book with an interesting premise called The Taste of Conquest. And it's about how spices civilized the entire world. Civilization is directly tied to spices and how they moved about the various continents 
just kind of a really cerebral book, but um, I know Don the Grummy Neighbor right now is laughing at my um, book tastes, which do tend to be um, pretty geeky. So his second book, not his second book, he's got several books, but another one that we liked was Donut, and it's just about donuts around the world. So I'm going to look up this particular donut that we had, which is a long Greek name, and see what it says about it. But I am not much of a donut person, nor much of a sweet person, and I really wished, I, I passed on the donut, and I just took a bite of Tom's just to be able to talk about it. But after I took the bite, I wanted to grab somebody and tell them to bring me one. It was really that good. It was unique in its texture. It had the most, almost ethereal texture. It was really pretty great, I have to say. And um, it gave me the opportunity to tell the people around me my, um, my donut my Turkish donut story, which I always love to tell. 5569696 is the number. I will do the spot for Chafunctas now. Chafunctas is a new sponsor of the show. And I'm really glad, as a matter of fact, I'm honored to have them sponsor the show. That's how highly I think of this restaurant. It is, as I've said so many times before, absolutely in a class by itself. We were talking about the amount of people that were in the restaurant and, and marveling at how a restaurant in Madisonville could have that many people at lunch. And it, it is always a good crowd because it is that special a place. We love Chifunctas for so many reasons, because I've said this before, <laughs> and I'm sorry, it just really impresses me, that um, they make their own profiteroles for their amuse-bouches. I mean, come on. That is attention to detail that is so far beyond what anyone else is doing. It's just remarkable that that they go through that trouble, but they do. And it's it shows in absolutely everything they do. It's a beautiful place. They have the finest quality ingredients, and the chef, Michael Gottlieb, knows exactly what to do with them. It's sometimes you get great ingredients, and the chef doesn't really know what to do with it. Sometimes chefs that are really good can do great things with mediocre ingredients, but when you have a great chef, and great ingredients, you have great things come to the table. That's what Chifunctas is and always is. It is an extraordinary restaurant, one that I am very, very proud to have sponsor this show. And as I look all over for their address, I don't have it. So I will tell you another little bit about Chifunctas uh, after we come back, after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 
985-845-9940. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. It is good. It is good to feel young. The address of Chafuntas is 407 St. Tammany Street, right on the river. You can see it from the bridge in Madisonville. Uh, do not miss this place. It's extraordinarily delicious and excellent in absolutely every way. Their phone number is 985-323-4800. If you go to their website, chafunctas.com, that'll take you to Open Table to make a reservation, which I highly recommend that you do. I also want to mention Antoine's is the place to go if you are looking for classic Creole cuisine. They've been at it for 181 years. They have all all of the particulars that you're looking for if you are looking for New Orleans, I won't say cliche, but that's what you think of when you think of Creole cuisine. The trout meunier, the trout amandine, the oysters Rockefeller, which they invented and which does not have any spinach. Antoine's is a place that you should go if you live here. Even if you don't live here, that's certainly where you would go. But if you live here, you might think, you know, well, it's Antoine's and I live here, but you should experience it. And you can do it really affordably at lunch. Three course, spe three course special for $21. You can pair wine with that for $16. They have the happy hour at the Hermes bar every day. But you could also do it just the regular way. Make a reservation, sit in that beautiful, unique room, large, large room, very busy with people who all know each other. It's a really cool experience to go to Antoine's for dinner any night of the week. Great place for parties. We did Tom's 70th birthday there. It was extraordinary. The food was superb, the service even better. They can accommodate your guest list no matter the size and still function within the protocols everyone has been assigned. That's Antoine's. As Tom likes to say, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. They are located at 713 St. Louis Street, and the phone number to make a reservation is 581-4422. That's Antoine's. All right, let's see what else Tom has on his almanac for today. I need a caller so that Cava Bistro can sponsor your call. We have Nicole Dorgnack coming up at three, so that won't work. So I need a caller between now and three o'clock and after 3.30. Nicole's going to be talking about her usual report of what is not on the shelf today and why it's not there and when it might be coming back. But she's also gonna talk about a woman that works for her who has been making panoramic Easter eggs for over 50 years. And hopefully she's talked her into calling us. I don't know if she has, uh, but Nicole has spoken to her, so she'll maybe relate some of the things that she was talking about. And speaking of Nicole, Dorignax is our Edible Dictionary sponsor every day. Dorignax is one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The inventor of the Creole cream cheese, and that's where you're going to get your best shot at getting Creole cream cheese, but get there early because they run out every day. The Edible Dictionary word today is pil-pil. It also is known as piri-piri. In places other than New Orleans, which a with a much, um, a much 
denser population, you will see chains of Puri Puri places. And um, it's good. I mean, it's a, it's a spice on chicken primarily, but um, Pil Pil is a, it's a Portuguese origin. It is a dish usually involving shrimp or fish cooked in olive oil with chili peppers. It's usually quite hot to taste, though not always. It seems to be a dish that moved around the world a lot. Nobody's quite sure what cuisine, cuisine created it. Tom's theory is that it's a Creole, in the generic sense, idea. It has roots in the French, Spanish, and Portuguese colonies in Africa, for which versions went back to the mother country for further evolution. The Basques also claim it. The essential chili peppers give it an American origin, too. There's a place in the D.C. area, and it's called, I think it's just called Piri Piri Chicken. And it's a chain, and they've got lots of locations. So it's very popular there, um, and they use it on chicken. If you make a good yeast sponge, this is the kitchen sage. The old kitchen sage for today says, if you make a good yeast sponge, you are ever more committed to taking care of it the rest of your life or you're not a true bread baker. Yeah, I can't see myself doing that. I have to work myself into making one loaf of bread that doesn't require the nurturing of yeast, just like a basic white bread. I have done it though, and it does come out really good. If you make your own bread, it's really a superior taste. I'm sure if you've done it, you discovered that, wow, this is white bread. Because if you're used to just white bread in the store, it's just kind of there. But if you make your own white bread, it's really pretty delicious. I'm trying to think of when I made a, a loaf. It was probably like two years ago. And it was it was good. We uh, it was it was dense. And we kept it for about a week and we ate a lot of toast with it. But it, it had a much, I mean, it, it was much more substantive than the stuff that you get in the store, for sure. We passed, um, coming back from Slidell Middendorf the other day, we passed a bunny bread, like, outlet on Highway 190 going to Slidell. It was outside of Slidell. And I was just thinking as I passed it about bunny bread, which you don't really hear much about. I mean, it's on the shelf, but I remember going to bunny bread when I was a kid and it was a field trip in school and it really smelled great when you went in there. And the bread is, you know, I mean, it's just elastic kind of white bread. But when you, when you bake your own, it's really special. White bread becomes something different entirely. 5569696 is the number. Let's see. We have words to eat by today. Ex ovo omnia. Everything from an egg. That is true. That was from a British physician born today in 1578. William Harvey was his name. Last night, we had the weirdest conversation, the weirdest conversation about um, Homer. 
the person that I was sitting next to was, um, she was a good friend of Osmond's and she was talking about her son. She was talking about her family. We had a really nice conversation, but she was talking about, um, about Homer and I think that she had brothers or cousins named Homer or something. And um, she was talking about, uh, there's a, it's a euphemism for something, which I did not know. I learned that last night. And I was, uh, I was thinking, wow, that's, that's one that I hadn't heard. So you're probably laughing if you know the reference that I'm talking about, but I can't really say it on the air. Let's go to Michelle. Michelle. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Marianne. Happy Easter to you too. Are you the one who called before about the egg? No. What egg? Okay, clearly. Yeah. About the panoramic eggs. Someone called about panoramic eggs. We had a good conversation. Before you go any further to what you were well, we'll we'll let you go ahead and talk and then I'll I'll talk to you after. So what did you call about? I you I make um, ice cream with the Creole cream cheese from Doranac. Do you use an ice Have cream maker? No. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I it have never had... Good. Wait, what? It comes out really good. Yeah. I think those ice cream makers are really, really good. I mean, you can make delicious ice cream using that ice cream maker is the is the creole cream cheese something that you put in like you would put in um chocolate or something i mean is there is no. it do you okay you would have to use it as a you use it as part of the measurement okay the cream of the milk or whatever okay. you're using you have All right. to do that yeah. And so it's, I also have a fun a fun story about if I have time. Yeah, you do. About a bread recipe. Okay. There's a a restaurant in um, Hattiesburg, Mississippi called the Purple Parrot. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with it. No, I thought you were going to talk about the cottage place because that's that's popular too. The Purple Parrot. You said it's Hattiesburg by the campus, I guess. It's in, it's on ninety eight, right there in the middle, right on that major, right around that major area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's a New Orleans chef, really great restaurant. But I always go there when I'm uh, spending the night over in Hattiesburg if I have, you know, if I have to spend the night. <laughs> and um, he had used to make a little ciabatta bread that he would give you with, you know, before your meal. Mm -hmm. And it was just so delicious that I would go there. I mean, I'll, I'm almost ready to go there just to get this little Javon <laughs> bread. And I just couldn't resist any longer. And I, cause I like to make bread. I don't have a problem with anything. Oh, do you, you, know, you make food. bread? Cause that's really a commitment. Well, like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes. So huh. he gives, I asked the, the waitress if she would ask the chef if I could have the recipe for his gibrata bread. And she goes, okay, I'll go ask him. Well, he, she comes out with this 
typewritten piece of paper with this recipe for this ciabatta bread, which involves a felice. And it's, I've got to cut it down like in half and then cut it in half again. I might have cut, had to cut it in half again. It was such a huge amount of recipe. So you did it? You did it? I did. I do it all uh-huh. the time. It's oh, so really? And huh. it has a lot of um, it has a lot of olive oil in it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that explains. And I make it. them. I make them real small, like he made them. Yeah. You know, tiny little breads, and I put mm-hmm. them, you know, the hot hot oven and on the the stone and everything. But it really, it's just so much fun, and it it does take you know, a whole day because the police take 12 hours at least, or you can do it overnight. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But, That's commitment. You know, it's, how it, it's, an, it's an experience. You know, bread is just that kind of thing. And I It's a, it's a thing. It's like a spiritual thing. You know, it's, right. it's, a, it's think, a thing that you do from your innards, you know, and you got to be really committed. I did just buy a a sourdough starter from uh, a seed company that I buy seeds from called Baker Creek. And it's supposed to be this really old starter from whatever. But um, (laughs) I I am starting to second think this. It is a powder that you have to... Well, because it's very involved keep a sourdough starter like you were just talking about it is yeah you gotta have somebody babysit it you have to have a babysitter for it yeah but you sound like the kind of person that would do that like if you would go through the trouble of doing this ciabatta and and knocking the the amount down you know quartering the amount and then making it all the time you sound like the perfect person for me to get to know, because I would never go through this trouble, and I really like great bread, but um, yeah. but that's that's your thing. You you do it. You you got to do it. Yeah, I do. Did and you did you get it already? I got it. It's in the fridge. I haven't made it yet. I okay. haven't started the starter. Okay. Well, it's, Michelle, it's a, it's a dehydrated thing. We are now hanging on. Everyone listening to the show is now hanging on. You have just committed yourself to making the sourdough. And you need to call us back after you've done it and tell us about it. I will. And I I was going to tell you where you could get great ciabatta. Um, I'm trying to think, is it ciabatta or focaccia? I'm not a big fan of focaccia, but I do like ciabatta. And both of them, Tom will say, God bless you, or I used to, um, whenever someone said it. But um, Avo serves great bread in a little brown paper bag, and it's, it's good. I mean, you sound like me, like someone who would go to a place just for the bread. It, it's really good stuff. Have you had your call sponsored yet by Cava Bistro? I don't think she has. Is she gone? Cava Bistro is sponsoring your call today, Michelle. And it is such a worthy call. 
it's such a worthy call. You win absolutely nothing except the honor of having your call sponsored by Cava Bistro. Fine dining, come to Metairie. C-A-V-A, Cava Bistro. Thanks, Michelle. Top of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network, WGSA New Orleans. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. Got a lot of business to do and get done. The president also named five members of the cabinet to take the lead in explaining the administration's jobs plan. Working with my team here in the White House, these cabinet members will represent me in dealing with Congress, engage the public in selling the plan, and help work out the details as we uh, refine it and move forward. A company which is used by Johnson & Johnson to produce their coronavirus vaccine has been cited many times by the FDA for major problems, such as poorly trained employees, cracked vials, and black mold found around the facility. Johnson & Johnson says an unknown quantity of vaccines were recently rejected. This is USA Radio News. For over 20 years, Extendivite has been helping people. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. Glad I found this product. I am 51 years old and started getting headaches a couple of times a week. I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was a little high at around 150 over 95. I found out about Extendivite and I ordered some to try it. Immediately, I felt better and it lowered my blood pressure and my headaches went away almost instant. I have been taking it now for about four months, and I am so glad I found this product. You won't be disappointed. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Investigators are not seeing exactly what caused the crash of Tiger Woods. USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has more. Investigators are tight-lipped about the cause of the crash that left golfer Tiger Woods seriously injured. The investigation into the February 22nd crash outside of Los Angeles has wrapped up. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva saying if they get permission from Woods to release the cause of the crash, they will. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The Biden administration is launching a program to help people in low-income communities get COVID-19 vaccines. Vice President Harris was at a roundtable with community leaders. With the increasing number of supply of vaccinations, we are at a phase at this moment where we can actually get a hold of this thing and advance where we want to be as a country in terms of protecting um, our neighbors. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. Francisco Lindor signs the third largest deal in MLB history with the Mets. USA's Dan Naraki reports. 
Just hours before the beginning of the 2021 Major League Baseball season, the New York Mets have locked up their all-star shortstop. Francisco Lindor and the Mets have agreed to a 10-year, $341 million deal, ending a tense contract negotiation. The deal is the third largest in MLB history, behind Mookie Betts' $365 million deal with the Dodgers and Mike Trout's $426 million contract with the A. Chilly night tonight with the clear sky. It'll be dipping down to lows cold. And then with this air mass, it's quite chilly mornings, followed by a little warmer each day going into the Easter weekend. Early morning tomorrow, as cold as mid-30s. Patches of frost a possibility. The milder spots, lower 40s. And then we'll be under sunshine throughout the day tomorrow. Expect the highs again to around lower 60s, but it won't be as breezy a day. Sunny sky Saturday, sunshine Sunday, 60s to low 70s. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Music means it's the second hour of the food show, or the second course, as Tom used to always like to say. It's Tom Fitzmorris, the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, uh, holding the reins. Let's just say that. We have Nicole Dorignac on the line. She calls in every Thursday. We look forward to it. We were talking about you at lunch. Oh, I hope it was well, good. How do you know we were talking fondly about you? That's what I just said. I hope it was good. (laughs) It was, in fact. Uh, How is your gigantic um, little tree that I dropped off at your house yesterday? Well, it's rinsed and ready to go. And I think I'm actually going to add it to what I'm cooking right now. What are you cooking right now? Right now, I'm experimenting with um, pork, like pork. Uh, you know, a little pork shoulder and pork butt, the little thing you do barbecue uh-huh. pork with, but I'm yeah. kind of braising it or dry. Well, I'll braise it a little bit, and then I'm going to take the foil off and kind of roast it so it gets real tender with Brussels sprouts uh-huh. and red potatoes. Oh, that sounds good. You know uh, what? I have just week. dropped off That's- enough fennel for <laughs> fennel to be the signature flavor at Nicole's house. How long do you Four think lives. that's going to last? <laughs> well, it depends on what I figure out what to do with it. So I wonder I was if you can about freeze it. Make... Yeah, but I'm going to probably cook something with it. and you know, Maybe I'll freeze some of it for the future. That's a massive amount of... We have a fennel shortage. Well, you will definitely be... You'll be secure. You'll be secure. Nicole is bringing up what she calls for on Thursday, which is a report on shortages out there that you might find on the grocery store shelves and when they might go away. So this is our grocery goddess. What do you have words of wisdom to impart to us today, grocery goddess? Okay, well, I don't know. I guess this is probably a good sign or maybe 
uh, don't read too much into it sign, but for meat and the grocery center store and a couple of other departments, there's no updates. So that's a good thing. That means, I guess, nothing's really changed. So we're on that steady, you know, upward, hopefully creeping scale of what gets back to normal life. So, but it says, all right, so then in the non-food area where we talk about paper towels and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. the canning supplies are coming in. They're in-house, but there'll be allocations, but they'll be available. The brand name and private labels of all the disinfectant wipes are still on allocation, but they're pretty much all coming back in. So that's going to be good. We're going to start seeing more of our uh, items that we're brand dependent on or brand specific that we like. And then speaking of that, mm. yes, we have the Bounty. We have Bounty, Scott, and there was some one other one, Bonnie maybe. So those mm-hmm. are like three big, you know, paper towels. Yeah. So we have yeah. all three of those. So you do. Okay. I yep. So I don't know. Because I'm still seeing big holes, big holes. Oh, well, well, maybe next yeah. time you're on the other side, you'll have to uh, do a yeah. curbside for paper towels. And whiz by and you're still you're still doing curbside i love it well, we're, we're gonna leave it there yes you know it's good it's you know it's uh it's you know growing and that's a good thing so it makes well, another option for people who can't get out so yes and then um let's see what else oh the sprays are still they're still struggling but i'm sure that goes back to all the plastics and the uh resin issues and you know, and, the, and when you, some of the things, prices are going up because the cost of the resin is going up. So when mm-hmm. prices increase on things that do come back, mm-hmm. that's why. It's not because of the, uh, you know, the store, you know, uh-huh. um, or any store. I mean, it's going to go up across the board. So you'll see yeah, it everywhere. Right. Um, yeah. Rubbing alcohol and peroxide, which was something for a long time, was hard to get. Both things are in good shape. Except for the wintergreen al- alcohol, that will be back in May, hopefully. Have you seen sales of peroxide decline because now it's getting a bad rap? Um, not. I mean, not. I don't really like watch that, but um, I haven't. You know, I, I'll have to pay attention to that. But I think I'm sorry. Terrible. I keep giving you too many things to pay attention to. Well, well, I don't know. I mean. It's, <laughs> It's what makes you get to know what you need to know, you know? I guess. You don't know I everything, guess. so if you don't have an answer to the to a question, if you get the answer, then you know one more thing. Yeah, but I'm sure people who are closer to it, like, you know, you're you're at the thank you, Henry. You're at the um you know, the top of the food chain, and then you have all of these deputies who are much closer to whatever question I'm asking. Correct. And I would imagine that they see trends of things that are selling more or selling less. And and I was just wondering if they, you know, I mean, I would associate if there has been a decline in sales in that, I would associate that with the new revelations about peroxide not being the what anti-peroxide movement. there you go <laughs> <laughs> yes okay. yes that i used to use it for everything and now i think twice about it yeah, so I'm, i guess everyone's susceptible to press but anyway i guess right. when you were raised in the 60s and the 70s and all because i remember every time peroxide and my dad used to use that camphor stuff for everything which 
he'd try to put that on a cut and it would burn. Yeah, that sounds and awful. It, yeah. Yeah, it was like torture. Yeah, it, it sounds bad. But he swore by it. But anyway, uh-huh. um, now I'm going to have to go Google Camphosanique and find out what <laughs> what's in that stuff. Uh-huh. It, yeah. I, I just remember it had a real distinct smell. And it it did. Glass bottle, and he had a little Q-tip in it. And he'd pull the Q-tip out and dab it on whatever. <laughs> My dad. I mean... He was old. He was old school. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> um, on the international creamers, the international delight creamers and stuff like that, there's going to be five flavors that are temporarily suspended. Uh oh. Um, Why? Uh, well, and let's see: Hershey, chocolate <gasps> caramel, Cinnabon, Southern butter pecan, amaretta, and Irish cream. But I will say this, remember, this is not the only person, this is just the only person I can get information from, so we do have other sources to maybe find items, and so do other groceries. Wait a second, I have to ask you a question, because I don't eat a lot of stuff that's Mm -hmm. processed, okay? I mean, it's it's very rare. So are there, like, creamers that you put into coffee that are flavored now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly, yep. You know, like the old school, like liquid creamora and coffee mate. Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, you know, got to have something for everybody. So it's like the poor man's version of Nespresso, I guess. Correct. I see. Exactly. I guess. Okay. Or or people who just don't like coffee taste, so they have to flavor it. (laughs) But they want the jolt, you know, the caffeine, you know, whatever. If you don't like the taste of something, why in heaven's name would you eat it or drink it? Well, because you can flavor it. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Anyway, well, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. So that, that's a ther- <gasps> therapist question. Not there a we go. <laughs> there we go. Marianne, the philosopher coming out or a psych- psychologist coming out. Go ahead. What? Yeah. Do you, do you want me to put that hat on? You don't want me to go there. <laughs> I do not want you to put that hat on. No, I do not. Like Go Lucy ahead. Charlie Brown with the little boots. Do not. No. You stick to your fennel and your empty shelves. Okay. Okay. All I right. will do that. And your liver cheese. And liver cheese has been good lately. So how you like well, that? Well, thank God for that. All right. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yep. So, and then I don't have my list, but it looks like meat and everything. Meat's good. Um, chicken, seafood, you know, frozen, we have the, uh, all the, looks like our frozen food section's getting better. For a while, there were some holes there. Like, people like the um, Stouffer's spinach souffle and the macaroni and cheese and different things like that. So, all those little things that were taken for granted before. Um mm-hmm look like they're coming back around. So there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow in the food world. I just had a brilliant idea that I'm not going to put you on the spot about, but we'll talk about it later. Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, and then, uh, yeah, we, um, and I guess I'll close with everything in the bakery's been good. So springtime's here, so we'll be doing all the, Chantilly cakes and, um, you know, all that stuff after Easter. We'll be busy between now and Easter with the bakery. But after that, um, you know, 
keeping all the springtime delicacies that everybody likes the sweet going. So that'll be good, too. You know, that reminds me of a thought that I had when I passed the strawberry man today. I decided I was going to buy a big old bunch of strawberries and for Easter weekend make a real strawberry shortcake. Oh, yum. None of that spongy stuff, a real strawberry shortcake. Now, let's see if it actually happens. Yeah, yeah. And I I thought of that, of course, because I just decided to get serious about a diet today. Oh, well, good. Which which has people laughing all over right now. Oh, (laughs) well, let let them laugh. One day Uh, you'll stop laughing. One day I'll be serious. 5569696 is is the number. We'll be back with Nicole Dorignac after these messages. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. It it can do that. It can do that, holding hands. All right, so you have egg conversation just itching to come out. Okay. So, yeah, so I guess I'm finished with the groceries for now. Well, it wasn't all that exciting, but good enough. Anyway, um... (laughs) So I was wrong. First of all, I have to say, and I guess I don't know what I was thinking. She's only been doing them for two decades, almost uh, 20 years for the store. She started making them when her grandchildren were um, born. But anyway, the backstory is when her children were young, they would go like to DH homes and all the places that used to have them back when we were little. And you remember when they would be all over the place? So you could get them a lot of places. So, over the years, yes. they became more extinct, and she had grandchildren. That's when she started to make them. And her name is Trudy, and she actually goes back more than 50 years with Jody's family. So that's where I thought maybe she did them longer than she did, because she's actually, aside from an awesome egg, um, panoramic egg designer, she's a sweet lady and a very good family friend. So um, anyway, but so... Let's see what else. Well, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Is she going to tell us about how she does it? Yeah, I'm getting right going right now. The process oh, okay. is you put the granulated sugar baked in a mold, and then once it is out of the oven, you set it aside to harden. This all takes a, num- a number of hours, about five hours. Then you scoop out the middle, and then you smooth the inside and the out, like to make the cavity for the little viewing mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. you fill the bottom of the egg with the little decorated seam, and then you attach, attach the top to it. You know, you make it the little mm-hmm. egg, and then you use and then you use icing to hold it all together. Then you decorate it. 
So you bake the the mold is actually a half an egg. Is that right? Right. It's two halves. Okay. And you okay. fill it to where it's like uh -huh. solid, like where it's like flat on top. And then you. And bake. it's just sugar. It's it's just you stuff the mold with sugar, and there's nothing to adhere it. There's no mixture. You just it's just sugar. Okay. Well. What? All it says is oh. granulated <laughs> sugar baked in a mold. So I wonder if I wonder if it's wet. I wonder if she wet the sugar because it looks to me like there's something that holds that together. So I would imagine that maybe it's like a wet paste that gets baked well, in the mold. Hmm? Well, wait, hold on. I don't know. See. <laughs> You, you know what? I would tease you about. I would. I would tease you about your lack of preparation, but that's sort of a fundamental theme of this show. Number one and number two, I think what you have better things to do with your time. What? What lack of preparation? <laughs> yeah, I think you have. Uh, yeah, I think you have better yeah. things to do with your time than study how uh, panoramic eggs were done. But it seems to me that this is something that you would do. And if anybody knows, if anyone has made these, call up and say. <laughs> Because um, we tried to get Trudy to come on, but she was a little shy. So Nicole is relating this through her. But yeah, uh, I, I think this is my yeah. first interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my, I think it's. Oh wait, like, wait, wait! Oh, I just googled it. Oh. Two cups of granulated sugar and four teaspoons of water. So there's minimal yeah. moisture added yeah. to make the sugar. Well, so, you just have so to get the sugar to stick to itself. You know, I mean, I. Well, no. I what think, happened? Is is with you know with baking when you put that water in there the moisture mm -hmm. will oh and it doesn't say what degrees either mm -hmm. so I guess you probably bake it pretty low because otherwise you would um probably burn your house down because it'd be too I was about high. to say I think you can burn sugar into a fire because Tom did that with the microwave about two months ago oh my For, goodness yeah fortunately it was enclosed and there was no air to feed it but but That's yeah. Okay. Well, first, First time I left Margaret to cook pasta herself, I gave her a small pot and angel hair pasta, and she came in, is it supposed to bend over the side? And I'm like, no, it's going to end up, and then it was on fire when I got in the kitchen. Thank goodness yeah. I have quick refresh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Lord. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, wait, All right, so on. then you take the two halves, and you join them and the, yeah. there's icing that adheres one to the other. I bet you it's that royal icing, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, like, you okay. know the icing that you pipe through, like little sugar icing? And then that, yeah, that's, and that's, that's like glue, that, that stuff. Yeah, it's as hard as a rock. So, yeah. um, but it does take her a few days to get it all done. Because I, I guess once that sugar cooks and cools, yeah. you know, you have to you have to wait till it's cool enough to fool with, and it probably takes a little while to sh you know hollow it all out. It's kind of probably like a sugar cement block because they are hard. Because we can those things be here. eaten? Can you eat those mm -hmm. things? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it sounds like everything's edible. I don't know why in the world you would want to, but I mean, uh, there are people who who might want to. Yeah. Has anyone ever well, eaten a panoramic egg? I would like to know that. Okay. Call us five five six nine six nine six. Go ahead. What? All right, and you bake them at 175 degrees. Oh. Huh. So you bake them that's, very, very low. That's, that's barely baking, baking, yeah. too high. Yeah, yeah, so you have to do them really, really low. Yeah, because you so don't want to start make, set the house on fire. Yeah. Correct. So okay. she makes about 250 of them a year, and she does them just at Easter time. And aside does she sell from, them? 
she's. I was going to tell everyone, aside from Dornax, um, Chateau Drugs in Metairie carries them, and then on the North Shore, the Mandeville Candy Bank, as by the lakefront. No kidding. Carries huh. them. Yep. Wow. And then, so it, so technically you could eat it, but because the whole thing is sugar, but they really don't have that much taste. So, they, and yes. they can be kept for years, and they don't uh, draw any kind of bugs, ants, or anything. Now, what like does that. that tell you, people? What does that tell you right there? It doesn't draw anything to eat it, so that means you shouldn't be eating it either. That's what I'm thinking. If a bug doesn't want it, <laughs> you don't want it. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. All right. Speaking yeah. of bugs, okay. do you have a lot of bugs on your fennel? I do not. Why? Did okay. you have some on yours? No, I was just wondering because it would seem like, you know, because I would never look in. That is just like a jungle, that fennel. It's just like, I mean, the whole car smelled like fennel. And then yeah. I was really, really excited to give it to you and get it away from me. So I'm glad <laughs> well, that I'm glad that you have it now. What? I, I found I found a piece by my mailbox when I was. I know out there I found a fence. piece in the driveway too. Yeah, it was everywhere. It's everywhere. But I mean, like, like once it goes into your refrigerator, it kind of takes over your refrigerator. It's like having a gigantic tree in the middle of your refrigerator. It's just everywhere. Yeah. So, are you going to use those fronds? I, I think I am, and I might actually dry some, because can't you use that for, like, seasoning and spices and all that I, kind I think of stuff? I think, look, I, I bequeath it, well, I can't, I can't bequeath it to you, but I'm giving it to you, and, uh, and I think that you should have all kinds of fun with it. You should experiment. Okay, find, as, <laughs> find as many uses as I can for panel. Is that my next mission? <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. So, all right. So wait, let me give you my last two little facts about Trudy. Okay, Trudy please. Yes. So, all right. So I said she makes about 250 a year on average, mm -hmm. but she did last year. She sold the most. And can you guess why she thinks COVID nobody was open. Stuff. So it was probably more of a, you know, maybe people didn't, I think maybe people didn't think about them and then like, Oh, look how cute this is. Cause they couldn't get to the, you know, real, you know, great places that they usually go to get their little Easter goodies for kids. So I think that's yeah. kind of a positive of this miserable past year. And then uh -huh. um, we sold the a most. preponderance of, pa of panoramic Easter eggs. Correct. <laughs> and we'll even probably we not register in the history books, but go ahead. Nope, that's right. Nope, and that's it. And, um, you know, we have them. They have them on the North Shore at the Candy Bank mm -hmm. and Chateau Drugs. So okay. Happy, happy. Uh, do you sell? I would so, imagine you, you sell through. out of them, huh? Do you sell out of them? Oh, we did actually sell out of them, and I, they just brought some more. I think she's done three batches for the store, and wow, she does. Um, yeah, so she does nice. Little, you know, they are cute though. She does Saints ones. She does. I think there's a purple and gold one for LSU. Then a traditional one that kind of boy, kind of girl, you know, she does all, she's got all of them covered, you know, all, all That's little, cute. you know, masculine and, uh -huh. you know, something for everybody. Uh -huh. so. uh -huh. <laughs> There's a comment I would make, but I'm swallowing it right now. Swallowing it. Here mm -hmm. I go. <laughs> All like right, five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to Nicole or to me, we're just hanging out here. 
All right, I tried to get my sister to call so that she could, uh, so that you could thank her profusely for the giant tree in your refrigerator, but I don't know where I she know. is right now. Yeah. Well, All right, so good busy. luck with your fennel. What? I said maybe she's busy or maybe she's on the interstate and she can't pull over. Yeah, well, we don't want that again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway, all right. Well, y'all we, have a great we afternoon. definitely don't want that. Have a good Easter. What are you doing for Easter? You're cooking, I guess? I'm probably going to cook. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a cook. I just what's, don't know what yet. But, what's your traditional well, Easter thing? Do you have a traditional well, when, Easter thing? When I was growing up, it was tur when my mom would do turkey and cornbread dressing and like kind of like the holiday uh -huh. meal at Easter. So I yeah. was kind of wanting to do yeah. a turkey. But since Jody uh -huh. says he doesn't eat turkey until it's cooked and then he eats the turkey, he says he doesn't want turkey. So I don't know what I'm going to cook. Probably turkey. Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? He doesn't eat turkey until it's cooked. He'll Why would you say, otherwise? Oh, I don't like turkey. I, I don't want turkey. I don't like turkey. And then when I cook oh, it I see. and he eats all oh, the turkey. Oh, I see. <laughs> he doesn't like it until it's cooked just like dark chocolate he doesn't like dark chocolate until that's the only chocolate left okay now i would say something about what you tell me about jody but i don't want to get in trouble for outing him yeah. about the rotisserie chicken can i out him about the rotisserie no, chicken you cannot okay <laughs> i was wondering if the turkey would have the same fate i'm just no i'm just trying okay it would not okay now, I, think, okay. I think i think the rotisserie chicken is the limit <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, have fun, whatever you do. I don't know if you heard Stan yesterday, but Stan is back yeah. heading heading east now in his motorhome with his hound dog, LW. They're picking up a little companion for him now in Oklahoma. Oh, but anyway, <clears throat> yeah, he was talking about, about prickly pear. And I told him about Tom's Tom's adventures in trying to do a prickly pear jelly, but a prickly pear syrup or something baked on a ham or with pork would be really good. Mm -hmm. I wish I could give you prickly pears, but our, our crop is down. Anyway, I'll just keep bringing you fennel. All right. Take care. Happy next crop. Take care. Happy Easter. All right. Bye. There she goes, Nicole Dorignac, and there we go. We have a bottom-of-the-hour news break from the Louisiana Radio Network coming up in about, uh, well, two seconds. Here we are. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. The deadline to upgrade your state ID or driver's license at the OMB to a real ID is October 1st, and unlike the past few years, it appears highly unlikely the deadline will be extended. Louisiana Office of Motor Vehicles spokesperson Matthew Boudreaux says without a real ID, you won't be able to fly domestically without a passport and more. It also will be needed to access federal facilities, military bases, federal courthouses, and some other secure federal locations. To get a real ID, you need to go to an OMV office in person with proper documents. And a Louisiana Public Health Institute survey finds a major divide in willingness to get a COVID vaccine along gender and racial lines. Hesitancy is highest among white women and black men. And more than a quarter of black women said that they never want to get the vaccine. And another 40% indicated hesitancy. That's Managing Director Beth Nauman, who says only 50% of state residents report being willing to get vaccinated. Louisiana Radio Network dot com.
Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. It's free and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape. Shop online for the Steel AK Homeowner Series starting at just $199.99. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. On April 2nd, the Funky Uncle will be celebrating its one-year anniversary with a very special performance from the soul queen of New Orleans, Irma Thomas, along with other very special guests. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live WGSO will be holding an online auction to benefit our 75 for 75 campaign beginning on April 15th and running through May 2nd. There will be tons of great items to bid on including Saints and LSU memorabilia, trips and much more. The auction will culminate with a two-day radiothon during the weekend of May 1st and 2nd. For more information on the auction and how you can get involved go to WGSO.com I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed, 5569696. I was looking for the donut book because the name of the donut from last night's dinner is Lukmadas. It's a Greek donut with honey drizzle. This was the most perfect little cloud of donut. I've ever tasted. It was really, really scrumptious. And um, and I I want to have another one. Anyway, I found the menu for the dinner last night. The uh, share board was, uh, as I said, the roasted red pepper hummus with tzatziki, halloumi cheese, marinated olives, and fresh baked pita bread, exactly as I said. Uh, moussaka was a layered Greek casserole with roasted eggplant, meat sauce, and cheese bechamel. The third course was a pan-seared pan red snapper. It had tomatoes, red onions, olive oil, and spanakorizo. And the fourth course was roasted rack of lamb chops with a Greek potato hash parsley and feta cheese the lamb chops were not only exquisite they were tender 
they were actually a little bit on the rare side, which I was shocked that I liked so much. It was perfect, but the potato hash underneath was also terrific, absolutely extremely tasty. It was, um, it was a spectacular dish, and I can't believe I'm hearing myself say that, but it was that good. That was the Greek wine dinner that we went to last night at Pepe's. It was a pop-up, and the wines were provided by, I'm going to see if I can get his name right again, uh, Aris Kyriakides. He's a wine importer with a company called Ambelli, A-M-B-E-L-I dot U-S. Anyway, he does olive oil, balsamic vinegar, and wine. And the, the Greek wines that we had last night for the Taste of Cyprus dinner was Ais Ambelis Inisteri, an indigenous varietal fermented uh, Inisteri, is that a grape, I guess? Bright green to yellow color, aromas of citrus blossoms, pears, and tropical fruit. That's probably why I liked it so much. It was finely balanced, refreshing acidity, and a long aftertaste with an alcohol content of 12.5. It was delicious. The rosé was um, an ancient Cypriot varietal Maratheftico and Shiraz blend, limited maceration on the skins for the extraction of color and aromas, a lively wine with a bright pink color and an intense aromatic character dominated by wild roses and red fruit, such as pomegranate and strawberry, refreshing acidity, ideally balanced in the palate, and a long aromatic aftertaste. These were really delicious wines. Alcohol, 12.5% as well. Zambartus Mataro Ianudi. Ianudi is a Cyprus indigenous varietal and a Mediterranean varietal. Mataro, they're perfectly acclimated to warm summers and together produce an elegant medium-bodied red wine. Fruity aroma, balanced acidity, and soft tannins. 13.5% alcohol. Aes Ambelis Morocanella, an indigenous varietal of Cyrus, Cyprus, a rich and complex wine offering a refreshing, balanced mix of fruity aromas and flavors such as white peach, quince, wildflowers, and cinnamon, leading to a pleasant aftertaste. Again, 12.5% alcohol. And the last one was Aes Ambelis Amironus. Oh, Omeros. That's Homer. Omeros. 100% Maranthetico. Omerus is aged in French oak barrels for eight months and subsequently in the bottle for a year. It has unique aromas of berries, black cherries, and roses characteristic in this wine, while its silky flavor reminiscent of spices leads to a long and round finish, 13.5% alcohol. If you are interested in trying any of these wines, contact info at ambelis, A-M-B-E-L-I, ambelli.us. Eris is the importer's name. These were delicious wines. If you're looking for unique, 
things to try. I highly recommend it, and I and maybe maybe you should figure this into it. But I am not much of a drinker. I really loved those wines last night. Really, really great stuff. And I can't believe how much I drank. I it was, and I wasn't really I wasn't drunk. I mean, I wasn't even a little bit drunk, so I don't know what that means. But anyway, it was uh, a spectacular evening that we had last night. Speaking of things to drink, the words to drink by today in the Almanac are pretty funny. It is from Jean Anthelm Briat Savarin, born today in 1755, and he says, quote, Burgundy makes you think of silly things. Bordeaux makes you talk of them. And champagne makes you do them, end quote. Last night, I got a chance to entertain the people we were sitting around with the um, Dorothy Parker quote that Tom loves. Tom and I each have our favorite Dorothy Parker quote. You've heard it on the show a million times, but if you haven't, they're fun. My favorite Dorothy Parker quote is, um, if you can't say something nice about someone, sit next to me. And his is, Tom's favorite, is about martinis. It's, I love a martini, one or two at the most. After one, I'm under the, t wait, after three, I'm under the table. After four, I'm under the host. And we always love laughing about that particular one, but that's how we got on that. So we had a lot of interesting conversation last night. The Homer reference, probably the most interesting, but there was lots of fun stuff that went on probably over all of that wine. I actually already got, we get a lot of feedback from people on the show and also with the newsletter. And I already got an email from Sourdough that we were talking about at the first hour. It was someone that wrote saying they were, they were listening to the discussion of sourdough bread. And this person said that um, my first grade teacher kept sourdough starter and gave me a loaf of bread while I was in college. She may have given me loaves post-college, but I specifically remember during college. She is still living, but I do not know if she still has her starter, although I imagine that one of her two daughters continues to use the same starter. So we're talking... We're talking a while ago. I would encourage you, if you are the person that sent that email, to try and find her and uh, and see if she is still using that same starter and how old it actually is. That would be kind of interesting. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to me. Marianne Fitzmorris, I'm here in the chair. I have to check on Tom because he had four espressos at lunch. And um, I would, I'm surprised that he's able to do any sleeping on four espressos, but um, it was quite something to, uh, to watch him do that. And I didn't really watch him. I wasn't paying all that much attention. I was informed by our companion how many he'd had. 5569696 is the number. I want to tell you that Jack Mel Inn is, yes, in Hammond. It is a destination restaurant and you should drive to it to experience it. It is 43 years old in an historic old house in Hammond. Paul Murphy is the restaurateur. He is an excellent restaurateur with three restaurants, but this one is his baby. It is uh, a compilation of a great wine list and a fantastic chef, Josh Garrick, in the kitchen that makes 
the experience at Jack Mill Inn so special. Also, the property itself is wonderful. Six different fireplaces, a lot of little cozy nooks for you to have some quiet conversation with someone very special. They have a great Sunday brunch. They have uh, a lovely patio for a wedding or a party. They have Tuesday night steak night. Friday is a terrific value. Two courses, and I'm not talking about throwaway super salad. I'm talking about a really great super salad for a first course and then an entree, $15 at Jack Mel Inn. Definitely worth the drive. Paul is quite the enophile. He has a terrific wine list. Josh Garrick's food should not be missed. It's Jack Mel Inn, 903 East Morris in, ha in Hammond. The phone number to make a reservation is 985-542-0043. Jack Mel Inn, and we'll be back after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number if you want to chat with me, Marianne Fitzmorris, or Tom, who is just jo uh, joining us. He has uh, come up from a nap. I'm surprised that you were able to sleep after four espressos, Tom. That was quite, uh, quite an accomplishment, we both thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good lunch, though, wasn't it? I thought so. Yeah. What did you think of the dinner last night? I didn't have the Greek dinner. The well, no, Greek I was, dinner. I was I was the host of it basically. Mm, were you? Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. But I tell uh, you. Yeah. Nobody else stopped me. Okay. So. <laughs> I thought the belly dancer was rather impressive. Belly dancer. Especially right. when she came out with her well, sword on her head. She, what? You know, she was putting her main stew through. Mm -hmm. What that she would get a good high kind of, uh -huh. but then uh, on the big a bunch of... Uh, I thought the lighting made her even more interesting well, that was what than it was she all, was. all about. It's exactly what it was Yeah, about. I thought the... But that kind of came through the second time she went through. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they kind of tripped and and, <laughs> and hit their skulls. I don't, I don't think so, Tom. It was a good dinner, though. <clears throat> it was a really good dinner. It was great wine. Well, Which I was particularly impressed by. It doesn't. It, it takes food. a lot. <laughs> it was spectacular. The it food takes, was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. It takes a lot to impress me with wine, but I thought that this was pretty, 
pretty spectacular food and wine too. Marvelous. Five five six nine six nine six. Remember when the kids were little and we had all those great parties at Easter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna miss them. I've I've um I've accepted Christmas as mm-hmm. a holiday that's just another day. It took me years for that. Uh, and I don't, I guess maybe I've accepted Easter too because I, I didn't even notice that it was going to be Easter until I realized, oh wait, it's Easter. And we used to have Easter egg hunts and things like that, but <clears throat> but uh, we don't see the grandkids these days either. So um, <clears throat> it's going to be kind of a, I would say it's going to be kind of a boring one, but actually it will be filled with uh, adult activities. So, um, and a lot of them because we have a lot of, of getting together with people that we're going to be doing. <clears throat> let's go. <clears throat> let's go to Ron. Ron hey, Ron. good afternoon. How are y'all doing? Hey. One, uh, Hi. One we did with him yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm in the uh, French Quarter. I was just talking to Henry. I was going to invite him in if he has a second. Of course. Always do. I made those pork chops last night, and they came out phenomenal again, except I had an idea, and I know Henry would probably try it. It's to use cornflakes instead of breadcrumb in the uh, mm. final uh, ingredient. So it's flour, egg, crushed up cornflakes. Oh. It's probably sweeter than it would be otherwise. Yeah, they came out great. Another thing I was doing, I was talking to a buddy of mine who used to work at Restaurant Rebirth um, over there by the convention center, and we were talking about how to make a steak better. And one of the things that he does is he takes that better-than-bouillon paste and he mixes it with a little bit of water. Okay, to make kind of like a, uh, a little gravy. And what he does is when he has steaks on the grill, that's what he uses to coat the steaks as he cooks them. And he tells me that what it does is it adds a little more beef flavor to the steak and makes it taste like a better steak. <clears throat> I've never done that, except I'm going to try that tonight. Well, I, I might actually give that a shot as well. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, you're just putting you a little more beef do... flavor into the beef. Mm-hmm. Ron, when you, do, I mean, Henry, when you do that, you should try that hash brown recipe with the steak. Ah, back to the hash browns. Yes, of course. <laughs> My award no, the, um, hash brown recipe or Marianne's second place Marianne's hash brown recipe? <laughs> Actually, a third version, a third version, which is one that I tried that was on a show that Jeff Morrow was on, on the Food Network. And it's, it's a recipe... Uh, that Ludo Lefebvre out in Los Angeles at the Trois, uh, there's three of them. There's uh, Petit Trois, there's Trois Mec, and Trois Familia. And this one is a Mexican version of, um, it's not, it has nothing to do with the hash browns. The hash browns are, um, they're raw, they're shredded, mm-hmm. and they're baked. Like, they're, mine are baked first, but they're baked in the skin. These are shredded and then they're matted down to make like a cake and then the cake is deep fried yeah you were just talking about those the other day it sounds I was, very yeah. interesting you like so you gotta try that one henry since you're testing all the hash okay. browns i like that if you i get like to do steak i like putting the uh over easy egg on top too. what i would get a sirloin strip. well this one is a it's a breakfast recipe you know it's mm, it's his good. pile of breakfast but you could do hash browns with steak for sure. I mean, that's just that's what Lyonnaise potato or Leonese potatoes Few are. People are being held back. Essentially, like yeah, they love it. Or, or you could, I mean, a fried potato. There's steak frites. There's fries and potatoes, 
always with steak. So I'm just throwing out, well, Henry, if you wanted to try that too. Oh, it sounds amazing. I would love some uh, steak and potatoes. I have to ask. I'm just curious. What is everybody's level of cooked on steak here? Is it all medium rare? Mine is, Henry. Take a stab at it. I Take a stab at it, Henry. What do you think? I think no matter how I answer this, I will insult you, Marianne. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I, I, I think it's funny. It doesn't matter. Of course, it's medium well, at least. Uh, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought it might be a medium well <laughs> type deal. Ron, I, I, I didn't catch no... yours. <clears throat> I'm a medium rare kind of guy, but had, yeah. had I had to guess for Marianne, I would have said medium well. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. You and me both. It's like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I don't really think that there's anything to be insulted about. It's like, no, this is how you all. like it. This is how you should eat it. You know? Of course. It's like, but I mean, I make fun, I'm the first person to make fun at my non-gourmet uh, creds. So yeah, I mean, if you would have guessed anything other than medium well or well, I would have been insulted. <clears throat> Henry, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and upgrade your egg though, okay? Please, what I'm going to do is instead of a fried egg, I'm going to do a poached egg. Ooh. Get your uh, get your slightly boiling water going. Put a little vinegar in there. That's going to help keep the egg together. Mm -hmm. Give it a nice stir. And once you've got that water really circled around, mm -hmm. drop that egg in, and in about four minutes, it's going to start to float, and you'll be done. Oh, I love a poached egg. I, I, I have to admit, I spend three eggs for every one poached egg I make successfully, but... When I get it down correctly, it is very good. So I'll, I'll, I'll try that vinegar. I've heard that before, but I've never tried that. Well, if I'm you're doing vinegar... I'm going to text you the uh, recipe, Henry, for the, for the egg. Thank you, Ron. If you're doing vinegar, and mm -hmm. it is Easter Sunday, put a little food coloring in it. <laughs> Have a little blue <laughs> poached egg. That sounds delicious. There, it sounds like Easter. This is my, this is my mommy and grandmother nest coming out for Easter. <laughs> Someone ought to have something like that this Easter. Anyway, okay, Ron, <clears throat> is that all you have for today? Uh, I'm going to close out gone? with the fact that I'm in the quarter on Royal Street. It's actually it's actually pretty busy, so I think we're going to have a great oh, yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's it? That's it for your, yep, uh, your report? Yep. Yeah, we're going to have a busy weekend. Anyway, you'll have a great uh, day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Good hearing from you, Ron. Okay. All right. Take care. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We're just talking, as we always do, blathering on about food. We were um, mainly talking about the Greek dinner that we went to last night. Henry, I'm going to tell you when the Indian wonderful. dinner is coming up, because oh, I know please. that you might be interested in that, for sure. I'm sure it will be good, too. I mean, you could, you know, good chefs can do any of these kinds of things if they do a little research on it. In this case, these were people who actually had some sort of cultural connection to these foods. But um, <clears throat> it was definitely good. All right, I'm going to take another break because I need to go get something to drink. And uh, before we go, though, I want to mention that The Anchor is also another sponsor of the show. The Anchor is the downstairs version of Chifuncta. The Anchor is a casual restaurant. This is a unique place. This is a, first of all, a beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful place. It's enormous. There's an upstairs and a downstairs under roof section. The Anchor is under roof. It's very casual. The menu is casual. It is the same chef as Chifuncta, so it's delicious as well. 
but the anchor is more, you're more likely to see the sandwiches there. It's um, right by the water. It's a vibe where you, you can enjoy just looking around at the Chifuncta, watching the boats come and go if you're not on a boat yourself, but a lot of people do come on boats. It's the casual version of all of this. Jambalaya, crawfish, hand pie, crispy boudin, chicken wings, a lot of smoked items, poor boys. They have uh, great salads, unusual kinds of uh, plates. They have, um, they have a sesame tuna add-on for salads. They have um, fried oysters, blackened or fried chicken, the poor boys, things like cushion delay and boudin, the usual fried shrimp and oysters, but there's nothing usual about it because the bread is baked in-house. They have fish and chips, pan-roasted gulf fish, chicken dishes, a crispy chicken sandwich, a great burger. This is a place to go if you're looking for a great casual meal outside it's a beautiful, beautiful view of the Chifuncta. A lot of great places, uh, things for kids to do. Some games, you know, cornhole and that sort of thing. Just a fun place to go in the afternoon. That's the anchor. It's right there at Chifuncta's on the Chifuncta. It is a really terrific new sponsor that I'm excited to have. They're located 407 St. Tammany Street in Madisonville, right underneath the Chifuncta. A Chifuncta's on the Chifuncta River, underneath Chifuncta's. And the phone number to make a reservation is 985-323-4800. You can also just walk in there. 556-9696. We'll be back with more. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? I want to mention the 75 for 75 campaign. Please donate to WGSO. Go to their brand new website. It is a 501c3 designation by the IRS now, so your donation will be tax deductible. This is the only news talk station locally owned and operated. It's the... Uh, it's the community voice of the Crescent City. WGSO has been in business sound for 75 years, and your donation will be used to improve the quality overall of the station. We would love to have you participate in the 75 for 75 campaign. Happy anniversary to WGSO. That's it for the show. 
It is Holy Thursday. Hope you are heading into your Easter week with some great plans. I want to mention that nomenu.com is our platform for Tom's legacy, is what I call it. That's where Thank you'll you. find his 50 years worth of writing about food. The Dining Diary is there, specials around town, 400 some odd recipes. Tom's uh, reviews over the years of restaurants, his endless information about food, everything you ever wanted to know about food, particularly New Orleans food, is there on nomenu.com. Please sign up for our newsletter. It comes out twice a week. Those things are delivered right to your inbox. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That's also where you will find a podcast of the show if you missed a portion of it. Go there, click on the food show. It's right there. Please tell a friend about the show. They can download the Simple Radio app. It's free. Type in 990 New Orleans and listen from anywhere. Tim McNally is up next with the Dying Wine and Spirit show, and we will be back for one more show before Easter weekend tomorrow at this time. Good night, everyone. WGSO New Orleans. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Infrastructure Plan. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Good infrastructure planning is always about looking to the future. You know, railroads weren't part of infrastructure until we built them. Kentucky House Republican James Comert. It's not an infrastructure bill. Only 25% of the total funding would go for basic infrastructure. Both appeared on Fox. The Biden administration is launching a program to help people in low-income communities get COVID-19 vaccines. Vice President Harris was at a roundtable with community leaders. The vaccine is safe and it will save lives. Athletes, celebrities and faith leaders are part of the effort to get the vaccines out. She said right now we could advance where we want to be as a country in terms of protecting our neighbors. This is USA Radio News. Here's a fact. Too much of today's journalism is politically biased. So where should you turn to get accurate, leading-edge information that you can trust? The Epic Times. The Epic Times covers the news the way you need it, unfiltered and accurate. Cutting-edge topics like the danger of the Chinese Communist Party, the pandemic, Russia, the Middle East, the economy, and news you won't hear anywhere else. The Epic Times is free from the influence of governments, corporations, or political parties. You get to form your own opinions. Here's a special introductory offer. You can get one month subscription to the Epic Times Weekly Print newspaper, as well as unlimited access to their dynamic website for just $1. That's right, $1. Go right now to trustednewspaper.com. That's trustednewspaper.com to subscribe. Do it now trustednewspaper.com. Emotional testimony in the courtroom from Courtney Ross, who was George Floyd's girlfriend. She discussed their mutual drug use and struggles with opioid addiction. There was a time in March when you knew he was back to using pills. Is that right? I thought his behavior had changed. The defense saying that drugs played a role in Floyd's death. Ross testified that Floyd overdosed and was hospitalized two months prior to his death. She said the passenger in his car last May was one of his drug suppliers. He told the court through an attorney that he will plead the fifth and not testify in the case. At least four people, including a child, were killed in a shooting at a Southern California business complex on Wednesday. 
The suspected gunman and a female victim were also shot and taken to a local hospital in critical condition. A firearm was located at the scene. California Governor Gavin Newsom tweeted, It was horrifying and heartbreaking. You're listening to USA Radio News. WGSO will be holding an online auction to benefit our 75 for 75 campaign beginning on April 15th and running through May 2nd. There will be tons of great items to bid on, including Saints and LSU memorabilia, trips, and much more. The auction will culminate with a two-day radiothon during the weekend of May 1st and 2nd. For more information on the auction and how you can get involved, go to WGSO.com. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Chilly night tonight with a clear sky. It'll be dipping down to lows cold. And then with this air mass, it's quite chilly mornings, followed by a little warmer each day going into the Easter weekend. Early morning tomorrow, it's cold as mid-30s. Patches of frost a possibility. The milder spots, lower 40s. And then we'll be under sunshine throughout the day tomorrow. Expect the highs again to around lower 60s, but it won't be as breezy a day. Sunny sky Saturday, sunshine Sunday, 60s to low 70s. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. 